calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the iGen UK podcast. It's 2024. I'm Simon Cardi, your Dale driver. I am. And you're Matt Jones. <laughs> happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. We can officially do this. We're recording this, what, on the third? I feel like, what, have you got the first week before it gets annoying? Wash your cough. Wash your cough. Or is it just the first time you talk to someone? I feel like it's the first time you talk to someone within reason, and I don't yeah. know what that first reason week. is. Yeah, I feel like... But I'm saying I, after I, that I, point, if you talk to that person, you haven't talked to them <laughs> until, like, August, right? Can you still say Happy New Year? It's definitely in my emails right now. I've sent a few emails that say Happy New Year, and I think it will be probably the start of next week, because I imagine some people extended this week as a holiday. Yeah, But I think true. that's probably the cut-off point. Yeah, week. exactly. Some people are still on holiday, and this episode is all about what we did while we are on holiday, because we all had two to three weeks off, roughly, which was lovely, wasn't it? And... Got a lot done. And when I say got a lot done, got absolutely nothing done. I got a lot done. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. good for you. I watched like 30 films. <laughs> I did a lot of DIY and stuff. So yeah, that's how I oh. use my baby's room. So he's in, he's in the, he's in the, oh, his baby chat again here. Yeah, sorry about this. Uh, he's in the phase now where he's just about moving into his own room. And uh, oh, we're okay. all swapping away from all the baby stuff to toddlery sort of stuff. He's already speak, he's moaning, he's like, I do not want to spend more time with you than I yeah, need to. He's already got, he got four platinums over Christmas as well. I was really proud Amazing. of him. Amazing. <laughs> Good lad. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some games. I don't know if, it, I didn't get any platinums over Christmas, oh, but uh, we've got some games. Come on. <laughs> I don't play many games. I did, actually, that's a lot. I did play a few, but uh, I mainly watch films, like I said, but I'm not going to talk about all of them. But yeah, first... I don't know. We're going to do a bigger uh, preview of 2024 next week, by the way, just in case you were expecting that to be this episode. Surprise, it isn't, because we're just going to have a chat, because we haven't really talked to each other in a couple of weeks, so let's just talk shit. How was uh, Christmas dinner? It was good. Yeah, no, yeah. like standard affair. I, I'd made the mistake this year of... Um, so we always have to travel 100 miles on Christmas Day, which is always annoying. Uh, but we made the mistake of skipping breakfast this year. I don't know why we did it. We just forgot to have breakfast. So by the time I got to Coventry and we were going for Christmas dinner, I was so hungry. It barely mm -hmm. even touched the size. I wasn't even paying attention to what it was or how good it tastes. Oh, I just no. wanted to eat it as fast as possible. You weren't tempted to like revert back to a 10-year-old and have some chocolate at like 1pm just to tide you over? <laughs> no. I mean, normally I have breakfast. I don't know what we were thinking, but that's, you know. 
Uh, Foggy brain. Well, you got through it. That's the main yeah. thing. Um, we had a weird one in that, like, we went out for a meal this time for ooh, Christmas oh, Day. Okay. We were like, none, nobody could be bothered to do it, right? Like, nobody mm-hmm. wanted to cook. And we were all like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's, let's you know, make sure that, you know, this isn't a factor that we have to think about. But mm. the only problem is you don't have any food for the next couple of days. Yeah, you like, can't you fill your sandwiches up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just like other stuff, not constantly having the little bits of the Christmas meal. Oh, like, it, it sounds amazing until you do it. Those poor people that have to work serving you food on Christmas oh, Day. They get also, paid double. Yeah, I was going to say they're... probably like <laughs> times two or times three yeah. or something. I always look forward to Christmas Day because my mum does this amazing, like she's done it, I don't know, it feels like almost 10 years in a row now. It's this massive like stuffing sausage wrapped in bacon. Like it's probably Ooh. like two foot long, this massive like sausage like meat stuffing thing. That's just wrapped for you. In so it's like, a ma- just for me, that's my dinner. Yeah, yeah. Just dip it in gravy. Um, but it's so good. And Instead then, of like yeah, a pig's in blankets, that's a pig's in a duvet. Exactly. It's like, uh, and she did two this year. So for the like, next two, three days after Christmas, every meal was just a big pork. How does like, she buy this like sandwich? industrial load of sausage meat is she you don't need like two packs of it you can get it yeah mix it up with some stuffing you can and then just wrap it in a load of bacon it is good yeah, but yeah it sounds you, good you can only have it once in a year because if you had that once a week you'd be dead it's like port knuckle sounds like <laughs> a bit yeah. a bit but it feels a bit you know just have a couple of slices of it you yeah. know what i mean but yeah good stuff um but yeah watched a lot of films watched a lot of tv played some games but first let's talk about tv anyone watch any good tv you ever heard of this show called Countdown? Yeah, mate. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. You have checked it out before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've never really done Countdown before. Okay. And I was I was visiting a family. You were a student, right? Yeah, I, I never really watched TV. I played this games This is what we're stuff, kicking you know? off with is yeah. Countdown. Yeah. And so, like, I was visiting family that, like, do Countdown religiously, mm. and I didn't know this. And so they were like, okay. all right, cool, we're all going to crowd around. We're going to catch up with, uh, like, this episode of Countdown. Uh, and they were all, like, wizards at it. And I've thought, Are they actually like, like playing it properly, like writing yeah, it down absolutely. and being. Oh my and god! And then they were like, "Oh, I got this, you know, seven. All of them as well. Cool people, like not yeah. nerds. Like <laughs> apparently they've just done this for twenty years. Experience, um, mate. Experience. And so I was like, I'm going to spend the next year doing countdown. <laughs> like <laughs> I was so shit at it. Yeah. Like I didn't realize that this was a like really difficult skill to be. You know, I played Scrabble mm-hmm. or whatever. Apparently, mm-hmm. countdown. No, it's, it's the time good. pressure, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's the hot new series, uh, Countdown. Um, who's, who hosts Countdown these days? Some guy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah, like uh, Rachel Riley and uh, Susie Dent from uh, okay. Dictionary Corner, but yeah, just some dude. So now. it was a there was a brief uh, Nick Hewer like year or two. Uh, was it Jeff Stelling now? Actually, is it, is it Jeff Stelling from Soccer? He did it for a bit, didn't he? he I thought he'd like retired from like being on TV. No, he's yeah. doing bits. Oh, it's Colin Murray at the moment, is oh. it? The Irish is it him? I don't know. He used to be on Who Radio knows? One, didn't he? I think Colin Murray. I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, countdown. Good one. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> we go. Way to kick it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you watch? That any good TV? Uh, good TV, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, what bad TV? I, I tried did you to watch? watch some stuff. Um, okay. Well, I've got I've got a list of things. I did, a couple of things I tried to watch. Uh, did you watch? Uh, so Emma mentioned it on our TV award podcast. As a Are show you now going to say it's bad? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, a show called Uncanny that was on BBC. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I and I thought I, I really liked her pitch on it and I sat and I mm-hmm. watched it and I just, it, it wasn't for me. It's not for you. He, okay. he, 
he just for me he was too much on the side of the agenda of go surreal aren't they and I thought it was it was sort of me as more it was like a balanced point of view yeah yeah and I was into the balanced point of view you wanted the cynicism version of you're all idiots yeah kind of like but also they would every now and again like when somebody um, like a scientist guy comes in and they say oh it's possibly this and it's possibly that Mm -hmm. and he'd be like Really? Is it that? And then they say, I saw a dead ghost. They go, Amazing, tell me more. And it's like, <laughs> it was always on their side and it wound me up. And then I was like, Right, I can't watch okay, any more of this. That'd be funny. I've been, uh, I rewatched all the Louis Free Weird Weekends because I haven't watched them in years. Because uh, yeah. they're all on iPlayer. They're good. Yeah. That's, oh, Did you watch the wrestling so one, the WCW one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the man. Really the yeah. the uh, sergeant guy is just an absolute prick. He oh, just yeah. doesn't understand the question he's trying to ask. He's like, He's not calling you fake. There were, there's <laughs> so yeah. many of those type of guys that, was still yeah. in the wrestling industry like as little as like 10 years ago man it's crazy yeah. it's like uh, yeah pathetic <laughs> the pathetic weird divide human. though is that i would rather have those guys than the guys we have now who just like sit in their locker rooms and play xbox right like i want the weirdos i want some like actual mm-hmm. stories the one the yeah. ones that drive people to sort of physical addiction exactly let's go <laughs> let's make want. some drama um, uh, i also watched an episode of i don't know if you guys saw that world war Two. um like oh, recycling the, the footage of, uh, on Netflix. I watched the first episode that I was like, okay, I'm not. It sounds a stupid thing to say, right? I'm not seeing anything here I haven't already. Seen. That's exactly what my dad said for a start. Okay. And secondly, my thought was, I thought it was really cool, but I also felt like you're just recanting the very like basic the story basic. of World War Two. And if, I like, know this you already. Know, it'll be a really good life. You're like, I don't know. 10, 11, 12, like learning yeah. about World War II would be a really good intro. But yeah, it wasn't like the... I thought it was going to be on the level of um, the Peter Jackson World War One one, which was just phenomenal the way they restored that. Whereas this one was kind of just colourising yeah. it more. Like yeah. I did find it curious a few times though, when it would be like, oh, this is all legitimate footage and it's just been like mm-hmm. um, restored. But I'm like, a lot of the times I was looking at that, who's shooting this? Like what? They should have put down the camera and helped. <laughs> no, no, but you saying, you saying it... World War Two was staged? No. Like I understand they say they have a disclaimer at the start that says the Normandy like, beach landings never happened. <laughs> uh, they have a disclaimer at the start that says like you know for illustration purposes they've mixed and matched mm. some stuff. But there was some there was just some scenes and I'm just like it just didn't feel like an optimal time to set up a camera and shoot. <laughs> and like and any time they're in the sky like where it's, yeah. it's actually dog fights going on and it's like. Do you think what cameras were like in used, 1939? A lot of it was used for like propaganda war filmmakers. Right, so yeah, they'd yeah. show them back home for the troops and cinemas and be like, look how well we're doing like on both sides. That makes even sense. Even if they're, yeah. It, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I could, know what you mean. I couldn't find myself being upset. I just kept finding myself being obsessed with that. Yeah. But again, like I watched first episode and thought, it's fine. I've, I've seen enough of the footage. Think that's that's cool that we yeah, can yeah. look at this footage, but also that's yeah, I'm not learning again. anything here. So. That does yeah, remind yeah. me of something really funny that I saw this week. Of like, uh, actually, like thought goes out to anybody that was impacted by the uh, the earthquakes in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see a lot of very silly people on TikTok going, "Why are you just recording this? Why aren't you helping?" Uh, I just in my head, I can't think of what you do to help an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not. Just brace it. Just hold the floor. <laughs> Yeah. Is that everyone, any one of those videos when somebody's getting beat up in the streets and stuff, immediately everyone expects you to drop your phone and dive into the phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you've recorded it so that they can do like, they can go to court. Like they've got Someone footage of everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the best possible thing you could do. Um, yeah. Let's get I the negative stuff right. out of the way, by the way. I just okay, want to mention on, yeah. one, one last <laughs> show that I watched I didn't like. Um, well, my wife wanted to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> it's all good advice. People might not want to watch these things. We're telling them, ah, it's not worth it. Uh, I think Fine. it was BBC or was it Channel 4? I think it was Channel 4. They've got a drama show called The Couple Next Door. 
don't okay. if you heard of that. It came out no. like last month. And one of her friends had told her it was really good. And I, when I hear that, I go quickly onto my phone and I saw it got like a 5.6 <laughs> on IMDb. And I was like, it's probably not good, but let's give it a watch anyway. It's trash. Don't watch it. I watched one episode. And I was like, this is garbage. 2D characters. Sort of, it sounds like a, is it just like a thriller, like murder thriller yeah, thing? Yeah, it's, um, the conceit is it opens up with one guy chasing a couple with a gun and then there's another one running yeah. away and then it hard cuts to in the past where they move into the street and it's like desperate housewives and you're like, probably wondering I'm how i ended up in this situation yeah, and it was all I, um, like very control i like i've seen it a million times basically and she watched always, an episode and she's like, i'm gonna watch more are you and i was like no see you later. <laughs> i am um, always joke with my parents about this because they watch like every single bbc and mm. itv like crime drama like if it's on they're like oh this person's in it we like them and it's like the same rotating cast of 10 people solving yeah. murders and like to be fair, like one in ten, like you get something incredible. Mm. You get like Line of Duty, you get Broadchurch, which are like phenomenal. But most of the time, it's like run of the mill stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah, seen this, just different people in a different town. Doing I think the same I wasn't thing. prepared for how good Line of Duty is because I've watched mm-hmm. so much of this, like, total bollocks. But it really exactly. is like one of the like, best takes shows you by of the last surprise. 10 years. Magic. Like, that links kind of similarly to why, like, for years, I've kind of looked at slow horses on apple tv and been like oh it just looks yeah. like a bbc like crime drama i watched the first season at that uh last week and i'm halfway through the second it is so good yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic it's amazing yeah. like gary oldman is hella is so good in this um and jack loudon who we actually had like in the office a few years ago i don't know if you remember dale he was in the wrestling film with florence Pugh. oh yeah yeah scottish guy he's amazing in it too like everyone's just very good in it it's just a really good um like spy like mi5 spy like thriller drama mm-hmm. and it's only six episodes a season as well so you can get through them quick I keep um, meaning like so really good I really want to renew my Apple TV subscription but mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting for a reason and I think that reason is probably Killers of the Flower Moon probably yeah. or um, and it, it's not coming anytime Severance. soon but Severance yeah. or Silo yeah. if that comes so out that, you that, know. I renew I so I had a three three month trial I was waiting to trigger so I used it a few weeks ago because I wanted to watch Slow Horses Masters of the Air is coming in like three weeks which right, is the new yeah, like, yeah. Band of Brothers thing and I wanted to re-watch that Beastie Boys documentary film yes, they put on really there I've seen I've um, watched that already yeah like, I'll just need the, a, re- uh, a reason hits one or is that the like it's the like theatre show one yeah. oh like, yeah where everybody's yeah. got a camera in the audience right yeah I hear that's great it's amazing um, but, but yeah, I need a reason. And I think when Kids of the Moon comes up to TV, mm-hmm. I'm going to sign back up. So I might give it a shot. Definitely give Slow Horses a go. Yeah. Because everyone was raving about season three, which just aired like a month ago. So I wanted to catch up. So I'm almost there. But um, yeah, Slow Horses, very, very good. The other show I watched, I watched all of The Leftovers. I say all of it. There's only 28 episodes mm. of The Leftovers, which is. Do you, have either of you watched The Leftovers? It's one of those shows that keeps coming up. That- Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same. But I know all about it. Like I've always had it recommended, and I've just I finally took the plunge. If you don't know what the concept of it is, it's basically sort of this rapture-like event happens on Earth. So two percent of the world's population one day just went missing. No one knew what happened, and it's all about the people after that. Kind of trying to think about what happened, dealing with that grief, like creating new relationships, and it kind of the more you go through it, like it is a thriller, and there's like some really interesting like cult elements, but the show's really at its core becomes less about trying to work out what happened and more about, you know, it turns into more of like a really great like love story and more about like religion and belief. And it's more about like what you believe really is your truth in a way, kind of. And I saw it was amazing. Carrie Coon in this show is unbelievably good. And yeah, it's, I think it's already like one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. The ending is the finale episode is like perfect and 
If you didn't know, it's from Damon Lindelof, obviously, behind Lost. And I think this is... I know I'm going to anger Dale because I know it's anger. I think this is the show that Lost wanted to be. Would you um, say it's it's found? It's strange. <laughs> yes, it's found. Oh, there's an episode that- of Lost called uh, Ellipsis Found. <laughs> oh, no, Do not, sorry ellipsis and found so i did stop way. halfway through the fourth season of lost so i haven't finished it so maybe i will love where it's it the goes best in the season, end though. some of it's so. good yeah <laughs> so i got i got was it the constant the episode yeah, I watched that's one that of the episode. Best episodes. Mm-hmm. yeah everyone was really like this one. is the one and i watched it, i was like okay that was good i'm not blown away so i thought like maybe it just just isn't working for me maybe and then that's fine it's like 25 episodes a season leftovers tells it all in 28 gets it done tv used to be weird man (laughs) that's only season one through three lost they quickly went down to like 17 episodes 14 episodes still too many Still too it's many. It's all good though. Except for those episodes that aren't good. There's about three of them. The Leftovers is all on Now TV or Dale, HBO if you have. You're probably familiar with this maybe as somebody that watches quite a lot of like YouTube documentary stuff, but there's this channel called Billiam who's been gradually like going through like the, like not just the seasons of Lost and what happens, but like how it's received in the media at the time mm. and how like That's public cool. opinion gradually shifts over and over. The videos are like four hours long each, but they're, they are utterly fantastic. Shout yeah. out to that. Shout out Billiam. That sounds cool. Yeah, maybe I'll pick up Lost one day again. I mean, or you know. just don't because you're not interested in I'm it. Not, it's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I felt like the reason I watched it in the first place I was like, I need to. I feel like I need to have that touchstone for things. Yeah. So, so I gave it a go, and I gave it to be fair. What gave it a good hundred odd episodes there? Probably you watch more so. than a lot of people watch because, <laughs> uh, like, if you look at the viewing ratings from like season mm-hmm. one to like yeah four time, it was a big drop off. So. Yeah, you, you get it. You got the cultural like it, touchstone exactly. part of it. You know? I know what the hatch is and what's in there now, so that's all good. Um, just a madman. Sorry, I spoiled that. But more, there we it's go. More than that, like, <laughs> <laughs> mad Scottish uh, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's it. Anyone else got any other TV? Anything they want to? Uh, I didn't watch a single like minute of actual Christmas TV. Like it's just now just every night is special repeated there's no new i don't think i put live tv on once except for football but um yeah, yeah no not at all like um not looking to get into a thing about this but i did watch a little bit of the new rickage race stand up and i turned it oh, off halfway okay. through and i was like the how it's just how not the worth it. it's not fallen, worth talking you know? about it is it yeah it's just a different uh, person now and that's fine he's got he's got his audience and those people like and that's fine but for me i was like no I've, i'm not interested in this anymore no, it's so. not it's not for me um, yeah, is that TV? Just a lot of countdown yeah. for Matt. I watch a lot of The Office. Do you want to talk about that? The US one yeah. or the UK one? The US one. Oh, okay. uh, about my 13th time round, probably. I oh, think. God. Like that. It's, my, it's my comfort twice. food. It's, I just put it on in the background when I'm doing stuff. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Just stick it on. Mm. Uh, let's talk about some games then. Uh, who wants to come on, come on, Matt? You must, you, you must have played loads of games. Guys, you gotta, you got to check this one thing out. Right, yeah. there's this game. It's called Fortnite. Okay, uh, it's you can do so much stuff in it. It's, it's got everybody. It's kind of got everything. Uh, is it better than Countdown? Uh, yeah, I think it's it got is Countdown than, in it. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, it'd be funny if you could have the like the board where the letters are placed as like a pickaxe that you could. Is yeah. there a Vorderman skin? Yeah, let's, let's, let's get in touch skin. with Channel Four and <laughs> try and get um, it rolling. The weird thing is now, like once you know. 
three months ago when you said, oh, playing Fortnite, it meant one thing. Now mm-hmm. playing Fortnite can mean about five or six things. So, so that's w- the, which Fortnite have you been enjoying? That's the strange thing. So when, uh, for people that aren't very familiar with this, Fortnite, just out of nowhere, decided to put in essentially Rock Band, mm-hmm. essentially a kind of track racing, like Rocket League-esque uh, mm-hmm. game, and uh, kind of a Minecraft clone in the in the in the guise in the Lego of one. Lego Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of these are a lot better than others. Um, I did dip my toe into Lego Fortnite. So I started playing when it got introduced because I wanted to see what this was. Like mm-hmm. Fortnite being a platform in order to put other games in seems like an interesting concept. Like, you know, I wanted to just try and figure it out. So I first I started Lego Fortnite. It's kind of cool, uh, but it's a little bit underfeatured currently. Like there's some stuff that just feels really fiddly that uh, will get in the way of my annoyance. Um, it's one of those things that I maybe want to check out in a year, see if they actually fix some stuff. Um, I think, you know, check it out for the novelty of it. But Sorry, can know. I ask a question about it? Is there, like, I know nothing about it. Is there sure. any um, competitive element of it? Or is it just like Minecrafty? So, so like, you've got a world be, and you just build stuff. It'd be like a Minecraft server. So you right. would still have enemies in the environment that would try and attack you. Um, what, in a battle yeah. royale way? No, like uh, like computer-controlled enemies, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, and then if you had anybody in your game, you'd be like creating stuff in that server. So right. mm-hmm. it's mostly a building sim with a little okay. bit of adventure stuff. But right. I don't think it feel it doesn't feel very fully featured yet. Like, uh, we gave it a score. Does it have the survival elements? Yeah, yeah, Minecraft? absolutely. Okay. So you've got to eat food and... Uh, so it is directly you've competing with Minecraft, too. but mm. Minecraft has got 10 plus years of you know, exactly. iteration. Yeah, that's it, pretty much exactly where it is. That, yeah. like, it just doesn't feel as if it's, like, as full as the thing that it's competing with. And I don't yeah. think it's really going to draw anybody away, but yeah. I am interested to see how it, uh, like you know, goes in the future. The strange thing as well is that, like, when you buy certain skins now that will be in, like, the regular Fortnite Battle Royale, you'll get mini Lego versions. So depending on which one you buy, you might also be able to just cut around in Lego. And, like, everything, that this, like, ecosystem that they've built kind of feels like it feeds into one another. So, like, any skin that you have will also be, like, your avatar when you're playing the racing game, Mm. as well as the, like, rock band one. And so the racing game... Like, I was wondering when, like, because Epic bought um, Psyonix, the people that made Rocket League, and I thought, like, that was kind of made sense, right? Like, the thing, if you are interested in Fortnite, is that you're interested in the brand collaborations. Mm. And so mm-hmm. Rocket League, having access to all of this back catalogue and, you know, of everything, right? Like, it made sense for them to just be like, oh, we can have the, you know, whatever, we can have the Knight Rider car, right? And, you know, yeah. I can't think of a cool car. Why was that the one that I picked? The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. But I, I feel like, like that one's probably already in it, right? The Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. The Batmo- there's lots of Batmobiles, yeah. Um, so, like, that made sense. And so nobody knew what they were Bullet. really doing otherwise. <laughs> uh, and they made just, like, a little arcade racer, which is not bad. Like, so it's, it's actually, not Rocket League, then. It's just a racing game. Yeah, it's a racing game. And so it's got, like, you can jump in the air and you can flip to be on the roof of certain things. So it feels like you're driving the Rocket League car. But mm-hmm. it isn't Rocket League in Fortnite. It's or- Sega All Stars Team Race, whatever that, that yeah, one's yeah. called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to recuse myself from that one because I worked on that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I won't be making those comparisons. Uh, but uh, it's fine. But also, it is just like an opportunity to like you know you can buy cars to use in it. It gradually gets better as you progress during its like leaderboard. So you've got really easy levels until you get to like gold or platinum or even further than that. And it just it feels as if you're not even competing with anybody at those early races because you know the people that are in these lobbies are obviously children. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it starts to get a little bit more competitive and a little bit more interesting the further you get into it. I, I don't know if it's even worth investing that time, but they did have a skin to play Fortnite Battle Royale, so I ground for it. Oh, um, no. And the like, the Rock Band one, um, I don't have any of my controllers, so I only played it with the like the thumbsticks. Doesn't really uh, work okay. like that. We'll see yeah. in the future. But I did download uh, Buddy Holly by Weezer, which... Mm -hmm doesn't just work in this game. If you go into Fortnite regular now, you can play it as a jam. So you if you're you can be playing the lead guitar part in the lobby and then someone else can join in with basically Christ. any song. They can be singing the okay. vocals over it. And what? it like matches a like unique tempo to basically whoever started. So you mm -hmm. could be sing like I had a lobby like earlier that was Poker Face by Lady Gaga with the <laughs> Buddy Holly guitar. Um yeah. yeah. So it's like something you could only really do if you've got the harmonics tech that they've had for yeah, that forever. Drum mix tech, exactly. Right, yeah, and it feels like they just like that's what you bought really, like mm -hmm. an opportunity to just have weird mix mashup stuff while you're waiting to play a game. Of so Fortnite. weird. And I say, you know, with a caveat, this is all free. Obviously, they're probably charging like two or three song. quid yeah. for it, songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that's how. You know, to an extent, rock band used to be. I've been playing a lot of rock band the last week. Actually, I got my PS3 and like plastic, so I dug it all out of a wardrobe somewhere, and I've been playing a lot of that. And you forget just how fun those oh, amazing. games are. But yeah, I'll probably stick it back in the wardrobe for another two, three years. Uh, I mean, a few days. Uh, the best time I had with those games was parties, though, and I just don't think I could ever yeah. make that happen again. So, like, I don't have think some lads around, play some Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Fortnite good. thing is so bizarre to me. Like. The Lego thing makes all the sense in the world, right? Because for years, Fortnite has been competing with Minecraft and Roblox for like the kids game of choice. Mm. And to put it all under one roof, so you only have to have Fortnite now, it makes all the sense. Only one battle pass, I imagine, maybe. Totally, I don't know. yeah. Uh, oh, it makes all the sense in the world. Also, that is uh, your battle pass stuff in that mode is also just going towards the regular battle pass. So it's not yeah. even cannibalizing its own audience. <laughs> that makes all sense in the world. But the Rock Band and Rocket League thing, which is Rocket League, but not Rocket League, and rock band, but they're not selling peripherals for it and stuff. It just, it feels strange. It feels like they're desperate to make Fortnite the platform. So they're just thinking, what, just stick everything I wonder in if it. they will release some guitars or something that look like Fortnite Potentially, weapons or something stupid. Mm -hmm. like, Might be know. a lot of money to be made in that, I guess. You yeah. can buy skins for the instruments too. So it's possible that they'll have like a bundle that you buy the specific guitar and then that's the skin that will show up in the in yeah. the shop as well. I'm just imagine there's like a, like a horrific like Twilight Zone version of Fortnite in a year where you can buy like the Kurt Cobain skin for, for Fortnite. Right, yeah, and yeah. Then oh, like it's like when they had the Xenomorph sure. doing the emote dances and stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah you know, that. <laughs> You have to leave, leave that stuff behind. You have to just, yeah, just accept I, that it's not for us. I've like long said on a podcast that I used to do that I think that like when Squid Game season two comes out, they'll inevitably be that. I even think they'll probably do a mode that of like red light, green light that is official. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 
I think it's going to yeah. be everything. Honestly, also, I've been playing like regular Fortnite pretty good. I didn't play <laughs> it for like five years and now I've come back and it's great. I went through a little spell, like, yeah, three or four years ago where I played it for a few weeks. I was like, this is, you know, it's, it's fun enough, but yeah, I've never been hooked on it. You know, Does... there's bosses in it now. What? Like, what? You, go, you fight bosses. God, we're going to sound so old. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like the world is ready for a new game for kids to for it to take over. Like, mm-hmm. Roblox felt like it sort of stole the crown a little bit away from Fortnite. But It's more popular than ever, apparently. Yeah, it's just, I just can't imagine the same kids that played it. Let's create it. it. Let's create it. Five years ago, still playing it. Big game. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Doubt you've been playing much? Uh, I only played a couple of things. I played Avatar shitloads. Like, even though I think it's an absolutely a seven out of ten game. I play, I played two hours. And I was like, uh, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I like the Far Cry grind. I love put. I I do the the thing where I put on a podcast and then I just go around mm-hmm. doing bases and stuff. And then I uh, yeah, so I did indeed get the platinum trophy in uh, there as well. I knew you would. But it's Far Cry. It's easy. They're always easy platinum. So um, I had a good time with it. I, I think I looked at the end. Did. It was like about fifty hours I'd put into it, and I was like, Jesus. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I mostly played that, and then uh, Valhalla. Uh, God of War oh. Valhalla was the other thing I played. God of it's War so Ragnarok good. Valhalla. So. This came out like almost a month ago now, but we haven't really had the time to talk about it. Mm. It is so, like you know, surprising that this is free because it's what a good five hours basically of extra story. I I get why it's free though, like because I think it's on the surface for especially. Well, this is just very anecdotal, but the concept is a tough sell for me, right? And I probably if it was a paid thing, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But what I don't think they necessarily advertise, or maybe they did and I just didn't notice it, was how heavily this is a piece of lore. Like, this is story. Yeah, this they is Kratos' epilogue. But they, it didn't, yeah, basically... They didn't, yeah, it didn't seem essential, if you know what I mean, when yeah. they revealed it. It seemed like... I think maybe it doesn't help because The Last of Us roguelite mode was announced, what, just before? And yeah. that is more of just gameplay, like an arcade mode, essentially. Yeah. That is no new story or anything. So I think people maybe associated it with that but yeah it is basically like it's such a good epilogue to kratos's story especially if you're a fan of the original trilogy like the greek odyssey stuff it yeah. is so good what they do with well i'd that. argue that his connections to you know like to the new god of war and, and ragnarok is just like quite minimal really apart from the like mm. setting it's mostly uh kratos looking back to his original playstation past yeah. And like looking at it and the all the years that he's matured and all the lessons that he's learned and like really analysing like what he did in his life and where he went wrong yeah. and what mistakes Especially he made. like the first hour or two, I couldn't believe how much stuff they were throwing in there yeah. from like the old stuff. It was just like every ten minutes I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now or like that this person's here or yeah. It's, it's a- I don't want to spoil it still because it's only been out a month, but like yeah, I would. If you are on the fence about playing this and you're a God of War fan, absolutely do download it. And play. The attention so to detail is crazy as well because um, I remember the, that first trilogy like really well, but I do wonder what the experience is for somebody who doesn't know, never played that original trilogy mm-hmm. would be like because it is so like just casual conversation with Mamiya and he'll just start talking about a random boss that you fought in God of War 2 and what you did there yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's a great nostalgia trip for fans like, of the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It probably, yeah, it doesn't necessarily tease what's next, although there is definitely a, a bit where they're like, mm, oh, okay, there is a kind of, tease. you know, it kind of teases something. But um, And there's teases with one character, like there's certain, 
how can I say it, certain weapons turn up, you're like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. Well, that's what <laughs> um, I was thinking of. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay. the, the weapons on display are sort of, yeah, very di- a lot of, lot of different cultures that and history that they're throwing into the mi- mythology, yeah. I should say, throwing yeah. into the mix. You know, yeah, definitely play it if you're if you enjoyed uh, Ragnarok, and definitely play it after finishing Ragnarok as well, because it is an it is very much an epilogue. It yeah. is, uh, and it just proves to me like like further that point of just how good that combat is. I was just. You know, the story definitely was driving me on, but just playing that combat is just so satisfying. Oh, it's, v- it's so slick. You forget how slick it is, how fast it moves and mm-hmm. how intuitive it all is as well. Um, yeah, but I did find one minor complaint is I did find I spent a lot of time, anytime I died and I would go back to the start, I felt like I spent a little bit too long staring at plinths and like choosing things you, you don't and play many things. roguelikes do you yeah because yeah. that's yeah it is very much like uh, modeled on hades like yeah. it is like you know i don't know if this would exist about hades to be honest it is structured almost entirely like it which is no bad thing because hades is but sometimes yeah, i feel like there was some things i could say okay by default i always want this <laughs> so keep yeah, that next and then it's but they kind of give you incentives to do other things by giving you bonuses yeah. like if you use this specific shield you'll get bonus I don't know what they call them, like echo things. And I, I on know, it. and I know that's just the, you know that that is the conceit of the genre, right? But there's a few times where like I gained a power, and I really love that power. Now it's stripped away from me, and I, and now it's mm-hmm. all pot luck whether you get it back again or you. Exactly. And that that's the genre, right? But that, I also satis- find it that satisfaction of building a great build in a roguelike is just mm. is so good. Which leads me onto a game I've been playing called Cobalt Core. Has anyone played Cobalt I have. Core? I've played lots of it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I've only played three runs. I beat. I beat the third, so I finished the run on my third run. Not showing off, but you know, beat, beat the game. Uh, on my third Carly, run. I think I finished it on my first. Ah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll take you on on hard. Let's see how many it takes me to do I on hard. On hardest now, so yeah. it's not. It's um, not a big yeah, deal. He's throwing a kettle over a pub. What have you done? Is, exactly. That's the real quiz. Uh, let's play countdown. Uh, oh, no, I don't stand a chance. <laughs> um, it's so good. It is. Like it's got its hooks in me already. If you don't know what this is, it's it's a roguelike sci-fi space game with like little animal creatures in ships trying to trying to do a mission. I don't. I'm trying to say it as vague as possible, but it plays pretty much like Slay the Spire. But there's an extra layer to the combat that Slay the Spire doesn't have, in as much as you have to kind of move and it's more about moving around the battlefield than it is actually defending and attacking sometimes and it's just a really satisfying combat system it's surprisingly deep it looks simple on the surface like a lot of like card build like deck builder roguelites but this one is it's got its uh claws in me like slow the spire once did um yeah it's got a great way about of, it Matt? it got a great way of being able to build a really simple mechanic like having mm-hmm. your ship only really able to do one or two things and mm-hmm. then just leaning really into it like if you are really good at building up shields or and shooting you won't have mm-hmm. any ability to dodge yeah. uh, and stuff like that right like and then just deciding like okay cool then i have to build my ship that way that was my successful build last night i actually thought it was going horribly wrong a third of the way through so i was like playing in a way that i just really didn't want to play that game but it actually worked out in as i got the ability to like every time i um moved left or right it would fire but basically I couldn't attack manually anymore. They were all like with zero attacks. Really so I good. had to move to attack and it worked out in the end because I got loads of like 
evade cards and dodge cards and just built those up. But yes, it is very satisfying. I'm playing it on Switch. I think it's on Switch and Steam at the moment. I think it'd be perfect for the Switch. I've been playing it on Steam. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's like action. The dialogue's actually really charming. Like, mm-hmm. I, normally, yeah. stuff like this that's written as cute as it is wouldn't mm-hmm. work. But oddly, everything kind of is very funny. It's uh, very charming. Yeah. Yeah. I check out if you're in. If you're in the mood for a new like deck building roguelike game, check out Cobalt Core. Cobalt, as in the element Cobalt. Um, yeah, so it was. I think it's in the. I got it on the Switch sale for like twelve quid. So, well done. Go. Nice one. Get Love it. Bargain. Uh, well, so I've been playing my Switch quite a bit. Played a little bit of Mario Wonder. I'm taking my time with it. It just seems like a very good 2D Mario. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I actually it's good fun. paused that because I am going on holiday soon. I was like, I want to play this on the plane. So mm-hmm. got halfway through it and I thought, I'm going to save it. It's a little treat, a plain treat. Yeah, I, I've only played a couple hours, but it's very fun. I bet if I play it on the plane, I will just spend the whole time doing that one really difficult jumping level. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I must not have got to that yet. You'll uh, know the one. <laughs> I've heard it does that get quite difficult. Mm, there's places. one that is notoriously difficult. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, I look forward to that. Um, also, been playing a bit of Dave the Diver on Switch. Oh, it's that, good fun. that great indie game. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> look, it seems indie in spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I've only played a few hours of that, but it's very fun. I'm liking it. Uh, if you haven't checked out Dave the Diver and you like fishing and making sushi, mm-hmm. then that's the game for you. It gradually and- continues to add more mechanics as well. So if you are mm-hmm. like, okay, this sushi bit, fine. This like diving around bit, fine. There's more stuff coming. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I'm like, I will continually, continuously even play that. Just chip away, I think. And lastly, of course, I've been playing a lot of Football Manager because I've been watching a lot of films and I play Football Manager while I watch, re-watch a lot of films. Dale, yeah, mate. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. I'm, I, I'm, this might be my longest career today. I'm in the year like 2048 now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won 19 Premier League titles in a row as Aston Villa. Aston Villa? Look, Why? I started a new career. I started a new career playing as oh one of I can't remember which Osaka team it was in Japan. But I spent two years in Japan. Um, I kind of was doing a bit of the Ange Postecoglou uh, thing of going to <laughs> Japan. And uh, second year in Japan, then. won the league. Now, then I went to Norwich for a year. They wanted me, so right. I was like, I'll spend a year at Norwich. Delia and then, put the phone call in. Exactly, like, get me Simon like, Cardi. Get him in. <laughs> and I spent like one or two seasons there, and then like. In the year, what was it? It must have been like 2028 or something. Villa came calling. They were from like two, they were like money bags at this point. And I was like, do you know what? I've got nothing against Villa. I'll go to Villa. And I've won 19 league titles in a row. I'm now the most successful manager of all time. So. Good. It's a little thing I did over Congrats, Christmas. Man. A little thing I did. I'm yeah. only ten. I'm only ten years in, but I've just got to the point where I've won the Premier League. It was hard going though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like it, I always find football manager gets like that. Once you start winning it, then it becomes like this is piss easy at this point because yeah. you just, you know, it's self fulfilling prophecy. Your stadium gets improved, you get more like, revenue. You know, you're more I find it a very hard game for me to actually like critically analyze because yeah. I play it so much. And I I wouldn't know if. It, from year to year, I wouldn't know how to really compare, like, difficulty But it feels like the last couple of years, it's been too easy. I don't I don't know what that is about it. Like, the last couple of years, I feel like whatever I do, I win the league. Like, yeah, it's hard not to do well. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know what that is, though. Like, maybe, I mean, it could just be you just play it so much, you just mm-hmm. know all the tricks, you yeah, know? I don't know, but I don't do anything too spectacular. This is the last year of this, like, 
error of it though they're doing a complete revamp from next year onwards for manager so like new engine new uh finally adding the women's uh team to the game like a lot of a lot of new stuff happening so yeah exciting for football manager fans next year mm. um but yeah like i said been playing a lot of football manager because i've been watching a lot of films unless anyone's only got any more games they want to talk about we can move no, on to mate. some films no. fortnite's all you need <laughs> yeah football manager's um, all you need <laughs> I, I just counted. I watched 29 films in the last two weeks. Jesus. <laughs> Look, I've been, I've been enjoying my... quick fire. I'm I not doing them all. I didn't even I'm watch that many episodes of The Office, mate. Come on. Yeah. I've been I've been having a lovely time, like either catching up on like good stuff from last year or re-watching stuff I've seen or checking out some older stuff I really should have seen. But... um yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna list them all. I've got like. Tell eight, me, eight uh, I so. want to know what the worst one you saw was. The worst one, okay. The worst, and this is gonna wind people up, okay. I'm gonna preface this. I don't hate this director. I actually like his first three to four films quite a bit. Um, Rebel Moon yeah, is yeah. easily the worst film I saw. Why would people year. be annoyed by that? Is there a narrative that it's good? I'm not, I'm, I don't want to get into the whole Sax Snyder thing. Because right. um, I, I, I met him, lovely man. Uh, I think he can make, can make well. good he films. He makes beautiful yeah. imagery, I will he say that. He can make good films. Um, but I just, I don't know, Rebel, I mean, to me, I just, it's just not for me. I just found it like... I'm, try- I'm waiting for the director's cut, mate. I want to see actual true vision. I don't know. Look, I know he likes Star Wars and it's very clear he likes Star Wars. The first half an hour of this film is just a pure Star Wars ripoff, and I don't know. I was borderline embarrassed. It was like I can't yeah. even bring myself to watch it, mainly for the title alone. The fact that it's called Rebel Moon. What is it? Colon Part, part One Hyphen Child of Light or something? Child of uh, fi- uh, Fire Fire. That's like, yeah. Just call it Rebel Moon. It's fine. Um, it's yeah. because they've got I, another I one coming out in like a couple. Yeah, of weeks, but call that though, one Part it? Two then. Yeah, mm. I don't want to. I don't want to waste too much time talking about films I don't like but yeah I, I wasn't a fan of Roll Moon I did actually finally watch um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny because I missed it in the cinemas I thought uh, we were talking about movies that you, you'd well, like well, exactly yeah um, I was so disappointed just so disappointed I was so excited for this film I thought right Indiana Jones is back they learnt the mistakes from Crystal Skull James Mangold directing very good director I trust him I, I was so disappointed I thought it was borderline worse than Crystal Skull in places lovely um yeah, it just didn't didn't work for me. Um, we w- watched yeah. uh, the first Indiana Jones. Still excellent. Raise the last up. That's yeah. one of the best films I've ever made. Yeah. I watched The Last Crusade a couple of days ago. Still, Still incredible. Still very good, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, this new one, it just didn't work for me. Like I think the spirit was there, but it didn't have, I don't know, it was just kind of linear. It was like, like one big like chase sequence, really, and I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is pretty good. Um I think Harrison Ford's doing his best with what he's got there, to be honest. Um, I didn't even mind the de-aging stuff <clears throat> too much. I thought it looked pretty good. It's just you can tell it's an old man moving and talking, which mm. uh, is still kind of you can't really get around. Um, but I don't know, it just lacks... Like Spielberg has such a great... like, And he didn't necessarily show this in Crystal Skull, but such a great like command of like physical space when shooting action scenes. like You know where everything is. And there was just like the comedy of like every fight scene Indiana Jones goes through. There's a little one line. Whereas this, it was just like, oh, the action was so bland, I thought. And the last 20 minutes goes off the rails. It, and I know there's always been some sort of like, mystic, like, you know, magical stuff, fantasy stuff, like sci fi stuff in Indiana Jones. Every single film has that. This one, though, I was like, what are we doing here? What are we doing with this? It was, I thought it was maybe worse than like the alien stuff in Crystal Skull. But, really? um, 
yeah wasn't a fan unfortunately of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny please just leave him alone now yeah. just leave <laughs> him, him alone rest in peace Jesus <laughs> I'm looking forward to the game maybe we'll see more of that this year someone but, else um, was making this argument recently that like the cultural like there's no real like thing you can grasp on lately with Indiana Jones right like in the lead up mm. to this movie there maybe should have been a TV series or an animated show or something <sighs> I don't know like, I feel like they should just I mean the more I think about it they should, shouldn't have made it it's no. partly why I, I can't believe they still make these films. I, I questioned it when it came. Also, like this box office performance proves me slightly right there. Like, no, I can't imagine a new generation of kids being into Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. you can see it. how Star Wars appeals to the next generation of kids, and that's why mm -hmm. they keep making all the stuff. But that's like the Uncharted film seemed like an open goal. We'll get Tom Holland to basically be the new Indiana Jones, but they got that so wrong. I mean, they did well like, though. <laughs> Yeah, it but, did well. Oh, They'll make gosh. another one. I think they are making another one. I right? could write a better Uncharted film than that. Well, let's go. Let's do it right now. Let's have <laughs> four beats. Act one. Oh, just, just adapt the games. They're yeah. well written. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those are. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like those two. It's a shame. I don't get why um, Harrison Ford still does it because by all means. Like, I think he does love the character, and he was talking about this like it's a like, and I don't think it's necessarily badly written. The script isn't terrible. I don't think it does give him a pretty good send off. And I think maybe he had a bitter taste in his mouth from Crystal Skull. Maybe he wanted, wanted to do a proper goodbye. Yeah. But and at the end of the day, you know, I know he's what he's eighty. He doesn't necessarily need the money, but it's probably a pretty good. But wasn't Crystal Skull like fifteen years ago or something? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, mate, you've aged a lot since then. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, it's a shame. Anyone? Any, what, what? I've got. I've got more films. What? What, what ones? Did you watch anything good? Um, I watched. Um, oh, I watched Saltburn two nights ago, and I thought it was uh, fantastic. Like, I it's just very good fun, isn't it? I think people are losing their minds about this film. Like, some people hate it. So I couldn't believe that, right? So after I, yeah, I, I always know what I think a good film is by how much I think about it afterwards and how much I mm. want to Google stuff about it and read what other people yeah. think. And I was deep into that, and I couldn't believe there was like. Yeah, quite a lot of people not liking this film. I was like, I, I think thought it's it was just very fun. I was really, just really quite good. good thriller. Like, yeah. I think people think a bit too hard about like what's it all mean. It's like I don't think it's actually trying to make a grand statement about yeah. much. Yeah, I've seen some TikTok people that were like, "Oh, this plot hole." Like, I'm going to do a little bit of a tiny spoiler here, but it's like, <laughs> "Oh, he he pulls her air tube out at the end." Wouldn't the doctor obviously notice that? I'm like, it's not really the point. It's just yeah, a, it's not that's more than a <laughs> yeah. tiny spoiler, Matt. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't know who it is. We don't know he and we don't know he or he yeah. or she is. But um, no, I thought yeah. I thought it was um, obviously like it's got some certain, it's got some very notable scenes that people I'm sure it's got some. Make jokes I just like that it's a bit mad. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I didn't. And I love that era of. I enjoyed time. not always like it catching me off guard or think you know sometimes you think that's not going to happen and it doesn't happen mm -hmm. when this film it does happen yeah. and that, that's I really enjoyed that but also Barry Keenan is just like fucking He's super so yeah. I really I thought Jacob everyone in it yeah. very good I think so um, Rosamund Pike is hilarious every time yeah. there's anything in that film the thing I really stick with uh, I learned this after um, a little bit afterwards that the the fashion choices and the time setting mm. were mm. picked because they're unrecognizable like they're not retro because they haven't come back into fashion yet. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. they still look really cringe. And like there will probably be a like uh, a, a large raft of people that want to start dressing like that only because of this movie now. Yeah. yeah. But it's because it's kind of gross. I even saw a TikTok where somebody was talking about the um the sister character, how her like she has the money to get her hair dyed really well, but she has her like roots obviously showing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, that's just how we looked back then. Like it's yeah. that's no bigger. Right, 
like what 10 years ago it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, that's randomly reminded me of my wife said it straight away. You know, when they go straight into Saltburn and they go into that tiny little library room and they watch that small little TV. Yeah. She's mm. like, well, they've got this house of money. Why would they have that? And I was, it's, it's just like that. It's but a they choice. They wouldn't right? have spent it on the TV like that. Yeah. That family absolutely would not have bothered to make their t- TV any better because that yeah. would have been a kind of nouveau riche t- thing yeah. to do. But Ooh, they've got fighting. a telly that they bought. So and that's they're all it. crowded around and sitting on the floor and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, there's a great sense of style and tone all the way yeah. through that film. Like the choices that they make, uh, just it's beautifully super- shot as well. Yeah. Oh my god, some there is some absolutely incredible shots. The the whole um, like decadent party towards the end of the film, the final third of the film, is just so many incredible shots in that whole sequence. Yeah, it's um, the same. It's L- Linus Sing- uh, is it Singren? Sangren, I think, uh, who he shot La La Land and Babylon and First Man. He does all of Damien Chazelle's films, and like he is, he is so good. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a great film. I've called it a little. I went a bit overboard when I first saw. It. I was like, this is amazing. Like maybe the film of the year. So, I think I still like in my it top more ten. It's still in the top ten of my films of the year. I, I generally think it's like one of my favourite films of the year. I wish I'd seen it yeah. last year. I saw it this year because after I left the theatre, because this year I'd seen um, the talented Mr. Ripley for the first time. Oh, uh, so good! And Barbarian. And I'm mm. like, oh no, sorry, wait. That was that was a totally different movie that I'm drawing that comparison from. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'd seen the talented Mr. Ripley, uh, and I was like. Wow, man, it's kind of that though, like, mm-hmm. and it's right. a much talented Mr. Ripley is one of the funnier. best movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the only yeah, difference I, I'd I like say Saul is Saltburn had um, uh, its its sense of um, place as well in terms of like you know its music era and its mm-hmm. time and stuff. Like, was found it like infinitely more relatable as well for me personally. Yeah. As well, like the music's great in it. There's so many good music. It's of your era, really. Yeah, yeah, MGMT yeah. drop is good. Yeah. That's always oh, welcome. There's yeah. loads. Like, even like the music that they're playing at the parties towards the end. I was just like, even oh, the even Apple the final jeans. song that plays <laughs> during that final sequence. Yeah, perfect choice. Great, yeah. great tune. Yeah, very fun film. Um, yeah, with some obviously a few shocking scenes. I don't think it's. They're not maybe that people shocking, aren't honestly. used to it. Maybe <laughs> some people haven't seen many. Uh, not to stand on like my soapbox. Maybe people haven't seen some shocking films. Yeah, like <laughs> for the mainstream, it's obviously quite some some stuff in there. You're like, like I haven't seen that before. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, go see a Serbian. No, don't go watch a oh, Serbian. God. Oh, it's God. horrible. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. I actually wouldn't recommend. I was it randomly like, I haven't because I I know what's in it. Yeah. I randomly yeah. spoke to someone about that last year. Because they were saying something about they've seen some dodgy films. I was like, "Have you seen this one?" <laughs> I told them some things that it's were in actually it. Pro- it's actually disgusting. Oh, it's I'm sorry, I brought grim. it up. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. unrecommendable. Actually, <laughs> the only reason <laughs> I ever watched it or anyone watched it is yeah. the pure like I just need to see it for myself. The shock. Yeah, value it's a of step it. beyond almost yeah. everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but anyway, uh, what other, don't watch what a other Serbian films? film, by the way. Yeah, please don't. If you're really <laughs> curious, read the read the Wikipedia. Yeah, and then read the Wikipedia, yeah. and that'll make you never want to watch yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> what what stuff did we watch though? Uh, Anyone I, else? Watch? I watched Leave the World Behind after Jesse's. Um, was it a recommendation? That was the one, I, that I was the one I was it. thinking about when I was thinking about Barbarian. Because uh, I was like, okay. the opening of Barbarian is so much better than the like the same sort of like moralistic fable that they're doing in yeah. the middle of that movie. So, I still haven't watched it. I just, but I've heard so many mixed things at this point. I'm like, it doesn't seem like a must watch. I'll, I'll leave it on my like back, but on the back burner. I think it's. Like, Starts it's off fine. really interesting and it's got a lot of intrigue and then it quickly lost my interest and then by the end of it I was just like felt like I'd wasted my time a little bit so that's that's my that's thoughts. not what I want to hear yeah <laughs> yeah I just yeah. I just didn't like I didn't like the choices that they made towards the end then but you do think you would have survived yeah easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not cool. like 
Oh, I still don't really know really, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't want to say uh, what it is. But yeah. it's absolutely, in their situation especially, it was survivable. It would have been okay. Right. Cool. <laughs> Good. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what else is there? Oh, I think Matt, me, and you have both seen Godzilla minus one. Run, don't walk. Oh, it is. biggest I, if, screen if, you if can. It's still, <laughs> if it's still in cinemas, hopefully mm. it is for you to go see it. I, I, it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not a, interested in watching a new Godzilla movie anytime soon, no. especially because I haven't really enjoyed the trailers for the the upcoming King Kong one. Oh god, that one well. looks atrocious. They showed the trailer of that before I saw Godzilla minus one. I was mm-hmm. like, reminded me. I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not sitting mm-hmm. down to watch that right now. But yeah, if you don't know what Godzilla minus one is, it is the new one from Toho. So it's a Japanese Godzilla film, and it is essentially set in the years just after World War Two. So it's set in the forties in Japan, and it's. I, I can't like I, I can't believe how good this film is. Like yeah, I was, it's I know. the way I've described it is like Dunkirk, but they put Godzilla in it Ooh. and a bit of Jaws in there. Like it is as much about the people as it is Godzilla, which I think is what makes it so good. Like you actually like when you see Godzilla flat in a city, right? You're like you're never thinking about the thousand. You're never thinking about the people necessarily in the city, but in this one, you care about like a good. I don't know dozen people half a dozen people in it and that's what makes it so good and it's yeah i can't believe how good godzilla minus one is if you can still see it in a cinema i would i would go so like this may seem like a lazy comparison but is it the the cloverfield aspect sort of thing like in terms of like that film is purely focused on the people and the monster is the threat like that is sort of like causing them to be in this situation yeah he's kind of godzilla's always this kind of looming threat and he appears a few times but it is mainly yeah, it is as much a family sort of drama as it is yeah, or okay. like people some more almost like a post like traumatic stress yeah, drama it, than godzilla it is almost he's a literal threat but he's also somewhat of a yeah. metaphorical one yeah. like he, he it's very important that it takes place immediately after world war Two because mm-hmm. it, it's like the threat of this overwhelming uh, capacity to put you in at harm and yeah. what you could have possibly done to defend yourself against it. Like, and it's like somebody to uh, it's somebody like dealing with the fact that they didn't do what they were supposed to despite the fact that it would have been utterly futile. Yeah. I'm not getting into specifics. I think it um, does it as well as the like since the original Godzilla came out of like actually being that metaphor for nuclear yeah. like destruction mm-hmm. basically. And yeah, it's just it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got way more complicated things to say about this that I will really <laughs> not do on this podcast, other than you should really, really check this this yeah. flick out. I do want to watch it, this. It yeah. shut up my favourite films at the year. Let's yeah, I think it's quickly. maybe two, one or two for me. 
It's, yeah. It didn't beat Megan, but unfortunately, what will? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, got a minus one. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly list through a few others I saw. Uh, How to blow up a pipeline. Has anyone seen Great. that? Came yeah. out last year. I saw it in Very the same place good, that I like, saw uh, Godzilla, which uh, good nice. double bill. <laughs> it's on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. at the moment. If you haven't seen it, it's only like an hour and a half. It's a really just good, tight thriller film about like a group of activists who decide to blow up a pipeline, and it's kind of about that. It's a, mm-hmm. The the thing I really love about that movie is that it manages to not seem like it's a like uh, liberal or conservative uh, (laughs) bent. Like it uses a specific character that is totally different from the rest of the people that they're around, and it means that like the threat that they're up against is not like oh do you care about like the rainforests or do you want to like make sure that animals blah 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 it is just this is an existential threat to everybody and and if that character isn't in that movie you just you you could convince yourself like oh everybody's just a lib like this is a lib problem i recommend it it's got a really good sense of tension to it it's kind of like a really good like ticking bomb sort of film of like Mm. Like trying to, yeah, trying to blow up a pipeline. I'm not spoiling that. The film's called How to Blow yeah. Up a Pipeline. I don't know if I actually learned how to blow up a pipeline. I kind of, uh, kind of. They did. were really deliberate about not giving you everything, but kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the they don't want to be the handbook are, for it. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to some podcasts with the uh, the people that made it afterwards, and apparently, like, there's just enough in there, but they're not going to give you like the scientific expert. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks fucking dangerous, so don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I don't, don't mess want with to. explosives. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that on record. False advertising. I don't want to, and I'm not going to do it anytime soon. <laughs> False advertising, uh, they should call it, we're going to blow up a pipeline. Yeah, sure. Because I'm it expecting did. to learn how to blow up a pipeline when I watch this film. Oh, you, kind of, you kind of do, like, how if you really want to do it, maybe you'd be able to. When uh, I, I don't know. I saw it at the uh, the Prince Charles uh, a oh, couple nice. uh, months ago, and uh, when I left, I was like, am I on a register now for having gone and <laughs> yeah, watched like, on a watch list. On a credit card? I watched it on Netflix. It's, it was on my watch list on that, and now I, I am on a watch list. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I checked that out. Another one from last year. Has anyone seen Rye Lane? It's on uh, no. Disney Plus. It is a comedy, like like rom com set in South London, set in Peckham and Brixton. Um, it's very much like. Have you seen before Sunrise? The film. Okay, no. so it's kind of like a short rom-com film where it's basically these two people meet and they spend the day together and it's about them getting to know each other and there's a lot of like they do funny things along the way and it is generally very funny at times but also quite sweet and touching like a very charming film again only like an hour and 20 hour 30 minutes on disney plus but the thing i love it as well is it's just very london it's just like everyone speaks like they're from south london um although the lead actress is from north london and i found out went to my school she was only a few a few years below me so who knows um maybe Maybe we met once. Who knows? But um, so check the movie yeah. out if you went to Cardi's school. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just a very good London film, which I liked, and yeah, just very. It's got a lot. You don't. Don't. I don't feel like you know. I haven't seen anyone but you yet. People actually say it's a decent rom com. Like we're just not getting many good rom coms these days. And this no, was it's true. a very it's good that one. And, uh, the uh, no hard feelings from this year really are the only yeah. only two. Um, and yeah, it's got a really funny. Just like for some bizarre reason, Colin Firth is in this film for like thirty seconds as well. Mm, um, but yeah, it's quite a, quite a, yeah, 
just a really sweet, funny film that I really liked that came out last year. Uh, another one is Maestro on Netflix. Has anyone watched Maestro? Yeah, uh, I saw about ten minutes of it, and I thought, this not ain't for you, for me. Okay, uh, if you don't want Maestro, is it's Bradley Cooper's new film where he's trying very hard. Um, but I did quite like it. Um, it's a biopic of Leonard Bernstein, the conductor and composer who did like the music for West Side Story, among many other things. It's kind of a biopic of his life and his relationship with his wife and his infidelities and kind of problems and it's Bradley Cooper acting very hard mm. like he's acting his balls off in this film um, I think he's very good but you can tell you know when he you're watching it. someone you're like you're acting yeah, yeah. You're, you're acting there <laughs> oh you're doing some acting I did I did I did really like it I didn't I really really love his A Star Is Born from a few years ago and I didn't think it was quite as good as that it didn't have like the bite that that had I like the second half of this a lot more than the first half but I think it's worth watching but like you can pretty quickly tell if you're into it or not yeah. I think as Dale found out but um, it was the I nose the really, nose put me off no, I think I only really like um, his movies when he's a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> you like, what about the movies where um, his friend has gone missing from uh, stag do <laughs> I haven't watched The Hangover in at least 10 years and I yeah. do wonder I did love it when it came out I do wonder if I watch it now am I going to be like oh this isn't funny at all do you know what my lasting memory of The Hangover even, apart from the fact that I think it's a really good film uh, is that Michael Jackson died while I was in the cinema watching it and I came out and I read on phone Michael Jackson's dead and I'll always remember that maybe I need to give it a go I reckon the first one still has some funny bits in oh it. yeah they're good they're good yeah I just can't remember I can't, just can't remember I imagine it's a film that has dated not for like any particular reason I just remember maybe I've grown up and I'm not it's one it, where so. three is like um, surprise, a little, it's surprisingly one. better than two. Like it, okay. it's like they learn the lesson where they fucked up in two, and they sort of mm -hmm. pull it back a little bit. It's just like a retread of one again, but mm -hmm. uh, they're good. They're good fun. Do you want to hear about my little French film Odyssey? I went on. I went oh, on really? for three days in a row. I was <laughs> just watching what? Can French we put this films. up to the listeners? Can we let them? It's too late. They're saying yes. <laughs> French Odyssey. Let's go. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Netflix. One of the best films I you'll ever do. see. This is amazing. Yeah, it's okay. it's one. Oh, it's, it's unbelievably good. Mm. It's about a, uh, uh, is it 18th or 17th century France? Could um, a woman goes to 18th. this like manor house in like rural France and goes to paint someone and they basically uh, begin a, a secret relationship and it's all about romance and heartbreak uh, and has the best final shot in a film I've seen in years. Uh, if This film did come out like five years ago, but... Yeah, if you want to see one of the best films you'll ever see. I gave it a rare five stars on Letterboxd. I've only given like 45 films five stars ever. So if you ever dropped you your Letterboxd in, uh, in the show description. I should do, do shouldn't yeah. I? Just search, just search for my name and Letterboxd, you'll find it. I see it's got uh, Valeria Galino from uh, Hot Shots in it, so I'm interested. Oh, you know it must be good. Uh, <laughs> I had a crush on her when I was a kid from Hot Shots, so I'm interested now. <laughs> uh, it's it's stunning. Um, another French film I watched was Anatomy of a Fool from last year. Um, it's like a two and a half hour like courtroom drama about uh, basically a woman lives in the French Alps with her husband and her son, and one day her husband is just found dead after falling from a window from the house and the film is all about was it an accident was it suicide did she kill him so it's all about okay. you know whose truth do you believe and it doesn't necessarily i wouldn't go into this film necessarily seeking answers but it's just a really good study of how the you know how the truth can be presented or whose truth can be presented really good film it's french film although it's in half, half it's in english half it's in french so uh, if you're someone who doesn't enjoy subtitles you'll be fine same with the samurai has anyone seen the samurai 
<laughs> this is the wankiest suggestion. You of made the this day. one up, I reckon. Let's, no, let's summarise one of the most famous I'm French films of all I'm time. Joking, I'm joking. Oh my god, it's a 1967 uh, thriller uh, by Jean-Pierre Melville. It's basically the film that inspired the, uh, David Fincher's The Killer. That's the reason I watched it because I'd never seen this before, and I know it's like one of the most influential right. uh, films of all time. And it's basically, yeah, it's the story. You can tell just from watching the first ten minutes of this film that David Fincher has watched this film a lot because right. it's all about procedure. It's all about this hitman who goes for a kill and he's setting up his alibis. He's setting up everything. Like it's uh, it's it's really good. It's only an hour and a half long. Do you um, think that's why the beginning of The Killer is set in Paris, probably as well? I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's definitely. And I don't. I haven't actually read too many interviews, but if he hasn't said yes, this is inspired by *The Samurai*, then he is um, absolutely lying. Contrary to the name, this film is not about samurais or set in Japan. It's all about like an assassin who like has a quote-unquote samurai or bushido code who like you know does everything with honor. Um, but it's a really good thriller. It has a really great sequence where they're kind of chasing, uh, tailing around the French metro. And Paris in the 60s is just a cool setting for a film. So check that out if you want a really good thriller. We've just got a broad suggestion of things here that you could go see. And I even got onto One Car Ways uh, in the mood for love, but you can hey, check that one out yourself. Classic. It's so good. Um, <laughs> anyway, what other films have you guys watched? Anything? Or are we, are we moving to, on the feedback? I forgot to do this during the TV section. I've only just remembered that I watched this. Have either of the two of you watched Pokemon Concierge yet? Yeah. I haven't. No. But I, have, it, I do love the look of it. The, it's the style. just delightful, lads. It's just a little sweet I little might treat. I check it out. It's only four episodes of it. You're going to wish there were more. Oh, my. Is it in Japanese? You can do both. So the dub is pretty good. It's the one that we did. It's mm -hmm. got uh, Karen Fukuhara from The Boys as the oh, nice. lead and a bunch of other people. She's not playing Psyduck. No, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. When does that Has it got a good... Is it all... What, are we talking about original like 250 or 150 like Pokemon here? Are we... There are a couple entrants of some weirder ones, but okay. there'll be ones that you recognise for the most part. Uh, it's also just kind of got a, like, a very like minimal cast of Pokemon that appear. Like there's only mm -hmm. like a handful, but they're the guests at this little hotel. It's all in stop motion. All of it is like, there are different textiles that are used for pretty much everything, but like some of the Pokemon are like woolen and some of them are like more smooth. The Psyduck for instance, as well is like kind of wool, but has got paper for his eyes. It's just, okay. it's just really nice. Like everything as well. will just have like little secret Pokemon like woven into them and stuff mm -hmm. like that as well. And the plot's like it's not too heavy lifting. It's just it's yeah. just chill. It looks pleasant. It looks pleasant. I yeah. might give it a go. So uh, Maria Takeuchi of uh, Plastic Love did the theme song to it. Let's let's go. do Plastic Love as the ending theme, please. If we don't, okay. well, it's been requested. It's that is the rule. Whoever requests that first, that is that is the end song. So I guess it's got to be now. But yeah, I'm not going to bore people with more film recommendations. I've gone for a third of them. There's more. Check me out on Letterboxd if you if you want more. <laughs> I did redo my top two fifty list though, and. Uh, Big news, Apocalypse Now number one. Oh, oh I don't know. Big, big news, I'm sure everyone cares. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully there's something to either watch or play there that you haven't heard of or were on the fence about that we've uh, 
helped you decide to watch or avoid in some cases. Yeah, so. tell me the things that you thought sucked this year. That's no, we don't. <laughs> I like Worst that. Worst movies. I always I find want... more passionate about things I hate. We do need some feedback. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Like I said, next week will be our big look ahead to what's in 2024 with the films, TV shows and games that you might want to see. Let us know what you're most excited about or maybe something you think's under the radar coming next year because I'm sure we'll hit all the big obvious stuff but maybe they'll sound a bit more obscure that you're looking forward to off the top of your head guys what if you, is there anything you you can't wait for this year mm, Star Wars Outlaws oh, wait are we talking about TV or anything, anything yeah. Outlaws that'll probably be up there as my most anticipated uh, I mean after playing Avatar though I am slightly apprehensive that it's going to be another 7 I don't out think of it's going to be anything like that no uh, but no I don't mean like that but I mean in that okay. sort of like level of quality not that I didn't enjoy it I did enjoy it but I'm worried <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm for a masterpiece, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're gagging for a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, yeah. You gagging for a masterpiece, Matt? If you, From Star Wars? On your radar? I don't know. We'll see if it's any good. Uh, yeah, I don't feel very excited by many, like, possible movie stuff or any games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit excited for Bong Joon-ho's uh, Mickey 17, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Which that I looks interesting. Think we don't know really much about it other than, you know, Robert the Pattinson p- and uh, Stephen Yeun are in Yeah, it. like the rough concept of, it's almost like a roguelike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's the concept <laughs> <laughs> I am well up for it. I, I'll watch anything that Bong Joon-ho does at this point. Yeah. It's, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, other than that, uh, Delicious in Dungeon comes out on Thursday, first episode. It's the new anime by Trigger, who did uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh, okay. Um, cool. And it's based on a manga that I really like. It's out on th- it'll be out by the time this episode's out. Ooh, so. nice. I'm sure. excited for you. And you're going to be in Japan. I will be, yeah. That's exciting I'll, I'll report in if I see anything cool. Uh, <laughs> I realised I just asked that question I hadn't thought about answer myself, so I'm June. quickly... June part two will be very good. Oh, I know. I don't know if it's coming this year. Fingers crossed it's coming this year. Francis Ford Coppola's finally making his film Megalopolis, which he's been trying to make for like decades. (laughs) So hopefully we see that. Any new Francis Ford Coppola film is a reason to be excited, I think. Um, Yeah, let us know. IGN IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Just like these people have. Dale, what emails have we got that have been sent over the past few weeks that we haven't got around to talking uh, This one's from Captain Magenta. No. And he says, Ahoy, UK IGN crew. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. There's a pirate theme. Uh, <laughs> I will refrain from trying to do, I don't even know what, what is a pirate voice? I, don't I reckon don't, you could don't, go Just it. don't try. No, I want to hear it. <laughs> he could come out sounding like crazy right. and I, I don't want to annoy anyone. So let's just go for it. I'm saying loving the show. Pirates? Uh, yeah, but the do point is, like a, it won't sound like a, really, a pirate when I do it. It will sound like something If you something do else. like a really a gruff Jamaican West Country accent, mm. like you're kind of halfway there. Anyway, let's just read the email. Uh, I've gotten through. Uh, sorry, I've gotten into playing Baldur's Gate three of late, and I'm addicted to it. Throughout the character creation, I was taken aback by not just the choices, but also the music. Down by the river mm. is an amazing. Wait, is he talking about Neil Young? Down by the river. I don't think they use Neil Young in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I was going to say, what? Um, I assume it's um, the song they wrote for the game. Uh, down by the River is an amazing song that sends shivers down my spine. So I ask this, what video game song gives you guys the same sensation? Shout out to McCrew. He's made, he's forcing me to sound like a pirate. <laughs> Shout out to McCrew, the Trinity, and my co-captains, Captain Satsuma and Captain Crimson, as always, mateys. Respect the sea. Yar, yar, yar. Do you think this is a Sea of Thieves thing? Or just really so. excited for Skull and Bones? Oh, maybe. 
Maybe, <laughs> probably not. Probably more so. <laughs> uh, Captain Satsuma, though, is an in- sounds like an interesting person that I want to get to know. Yeah? yeah. If you're Captain Satsuma, <laughs> email in. They sound quite, quite appealing. Oh, dear. Move uh, on. Is there a piece of music from a game that yeah. uh, Can you sends, your neck sends in, a please? shiver? Come I mean, <laughs> it's a bit of a broad question because there's like hundreds of examples. Well, pit one then. Well, it's hard. Easy. It's hard. Um, first thing that comes to mind, uh, the original music from Final Fantasy VII. I still listen to like remixes mm-hmm. of that band's like performing Like all of it, it or particular piece? Uh, or? The two boss music, the normal boss fight music and the mm-hmm. actual boss music uh, are the ones that stand out. Like I said, I've got a metal band that do covers of them that I listen to those songs all the time. Hell yeah. Uh, hmm. I like all the classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One for me. Um, like a couple of the more emotional ones from Red Dead 2 where mm. Arthur's not, is a bit worse for wear. Oh, the uh, one near the end as well. The song yeah, that, yeah. That's that a re- one will get me. As a reprise is very good. And one that never, uh, one that over time I think is uh, especially after playing Valhalla, like the God of War theme, especially the bit that plays in the 2018 one where he gets oh, yeah. the blades, that piece of what? music is We've amazing. done a whole podcast about this, I've just remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what episode of podcast was that? I uh, don't know. Uh, there's a, search for it, there's a podcast with me, Caddy and Joe just talk, we put together our favourite game music of all time. Uh, we spent yeah. about an hour and a half talking about it. There's yeah, loads we did of like a game music draft sort of thing. Yeah, was it after the one. Wii Music video came out? Yeah, way after that, I think. Mm. Um, but the Wii Shop channel music is yeah. definitely something that sends Damn. shivers down the spine. Oh, yeah. It's just every Wednesday it makes people want to shop on Nintendo Wii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Matt, your yeah, pick. I do have a really good one for this. So I was playing um, Dwarf Fortress when the proper release came out. I think, was it either this year or last year? I'm not 100% on that one. But um, I wasn't really kind of getting on board with it. It's a little bit complicated. I'd kind of maybe just gotten to grips of it. I was getting to a point where I was maybe thinking about giving up. So I just made the tavern where your dwarfs can finally hang out. And if you leave it for a little bit so that they get all accustomed, this music cue happens for this song called Drink and Industry, um, mm-hmm. which I realised was such an insane pick that I had to send it to Cardi beforehand. Did you I check did it out? I did get a little listen. It does actually sound a little pirate. How many yeah. songs do you want at the end of the podcast, Matt? I know, maybe this one. Um, no, I'm going to leave this one. I've, I want plastic. I also want murder on the dance floor at the end. So, oh, like, damn. you know. We're going to have to look, do a little After this, just send dice. me a YouTube link to the song you want and it's going. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe we could have the dwarf drinking industry right under what I'm talking about now. <laughs> damn, that's quite a lot of I'm not, I'm not putting that much post-production into this. Uh, I just um, want to interrupt to say it was episode 656 where we did the Build a Game okay. original soundtrack workshop. Listen to that episode. Good episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy that i think i actually did put all the music in for that that, that actually i did actually edit the podcast for once rather than just <laughs> put it on a timeline and go there it's done uh yeah there we go good music picks if you want to let us know ign on school you can feedback at ign.com um i've got one from mildred lock who says hello IGNers. hope you're all well and looking forward to a break from work soon this is obviously i should have should have edited that i'm going on holiday before. in a week and a half so oh, yes. so is matt you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay i'll be here I'll grinding away uh 
when I say grinding, slowly getting back into the, the swing of things. Uh, but there we go. Um, this is a bit of a random one, but I've been re-watching Sense8 on Netflix. Ooh. Is anyone... I haven't actually watched Sense8. No. I think I've watched the first two episodes and didn't mm-hmm. grip me enough. But I know it's a sci-fi. Um, and recently forgot how much of a banger this show was before its untimely cancellation. Whilst watching just now, I had thought Sense8 would actually make for a pretty great video game. Imagine you control a cluster, a cluster of eight characters working together to escape the evil Doctor, whilst also playing out each individual storyline. It offers plenty of action, car chases and shootouts, plus the option to explore eight different cities around the world. The best part is that while you're playing as one character, you can select which member of your cluster you need to call upon to help you get out of a sticky situation. Choose the wrong one and it all goes to hell, but maybe you'll choose the right one next time. I'd definitely play it anyway. It does actually sound quite quite a good game. Almost I'm, like a bit of a riff on the GTA thing. I'm very uh, happy to tell you, Mildred, that this game is already exists and it's called Killer Seven by Suda Fifty One. <laughs> there you go. Check out Killer Seven. Um, so this leads to Mildred's question: Which TV show that hasn't already spawned a multimedia franchise do you think would make an excellent video game, mm. and how do you see it playing out? Thanks so much as always for your amazing work. And big, I don't, I don't like reading the compliments, but thank you anyway. <laughs> uh, big respect to you, the C, the Grave Diggers, the prematurely cancelled shows that definitely deserved better. You guys, what of, uh, is there a TV oh, show or a, game, or a film that you yeah, haven't? I think they could do a really good one out of uh, Downton Abbey. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> really? what, Telltale's Tale? Telltale, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame Downton Abbey wasn't much bigger than it was. It was great, good show. <laughs> I, I've never watched an episode. Oh, mate, Although I have, I did do like an hour shoot once with uh, the. Is it Mr. Cartwright, the butler, the mm. actual poem? He was lovely, incredible voice. Yeah, what a legend. <laughs> um, I wish I'd read this before. Yeah, I, I thought I, I'm about an idiot. It. Do you know, what? I'm going to steal um, Matt Purcell. You're probably listening. I'm going to steal yours because I know you've. Uh, we both uh, are big fans of LA Noir, but a more um, if someone adapted The Wire into an LA Noir oh. style game, like a modern uh, police procedural sort of which game. season would you focus on though? or do you know what weirdly season two which mm, is probably maybe better. the weakest but still i still think a very good season of television i would I say it's the weakest good game. personally but i would me. say season five is probably the weakest for a game perspective because it was all the journalism one right yeah it, it, yeah. it wasn't wasn't amazing yeah. whereas three and four are unbeatable yeah. television but yeah i'm not sure if they'd make a I mean, I would, I would say True Detective, but Alan Waits kind of just made True Detective the game. Have you heard, I've uh, seen the early reviews of the new season of True Detective. It's meant to be unbelievably hey, yeah, good. Yeah, it's like 100% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes at the minute. I'm, I'm very excited. excited. Yeah, um, yeah, one of those. I was trying to think like... It's hard, isn't it? To think. Like, yeah. like, there's so many good TV shows, but then you think... Like, how do you make a Mad Men game? Yeah. <laughs> They made a Sopranos game. It's awful. Yeah, they made a Lost game. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad. Let's just year, say I that. Guess. Make that work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of less like an hour or so of GTA Five, where it's basically Breaking Bad. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that? Um, that game. It's renowned for being really difficult and have, having a lot of walking around. Um, it's like <laughs> it's, that could be a lot of things. It's like it's a town that like everything like there's a illness going around and you've got to solve a mystery it's like like renowned as a really oh, difficult 
like awful one. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's going to be annoying. No, but I was thinking uh, about like my favorite thing about the, the show Silo is that like there is the wandering around mm. to get from level to level. Like if you wanted to solve a mystery, you're going to be doing a bunch of walking up those mm-hmm. stairs. Like if there's something at the bottom of the thing and that's who did it, then mm-hmm. if you want to get back up to the top to actually book them, yeah, that, be... Silo's an interesting one, like a mystery game. Yeah, but you all about like... not being able to get somewhere unless you maybe spend money for a porter to do it instead. And then you've got to have that resource. Like, oh, I bet it probably. I mean, they do, they won't make the boring walking simulator mm. that I want in order yeah. to make can, it. Actually can I good, request but... like a weird mashup, like a severance game that's kind of like Telltale style, but written by Remedy, like a, a Remedy like I feel developed like Telltale style severance. If you're making a severance game, you need there needs to be some sort of gameplay element that really separates the two. Like, mm. really, like even if it's like an Alan Wake where you can like choose Dave the diver. <laughs> I've never, I've never been, but an element where you can really choose like what if you're going to be the innie or the outie or like mm. or the you know like all the last was part two where that you do the innie's life first and then you do the outie's life and you see mm. what were the things that caused the thing you know that would be smart yeah, yeah. pathologic good ideas was the game I was thinking of oh, there we go if that was bothering good anybody else sorry ideas guys that's a good one I think we've got one more email Matthew we do and I'm about to read it this is from Connor who says hello gang after watching the GTA 6 trailer I thought swam into my brain I'm wondering if Rockstar are going to put manatees into the fake version of Florida <laughs> manatees are listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act so it'd be feel weird knowing some mad lads could boot up their game and blow them up with RPGs for some casual after school fun though the game won't be forcing anybody to do it so here's my prediction Rockstar includes the manatees and there's a side quest where you meet a wacky fish and wildlife officer you go arrest some drunken reg- reckless boaters and you maybe even get to fight some poachers my question is, do you think something like this is likely? And or what kind of side quest lines do you want to see? Knowing we're in fake Florida again. Thanks, Connor. Rockstar are like one of those companies where I generally feel like anything I come up with is never going to be as good as what they come up <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. I think I you know, I think there will be some wildlife stuff, whether it's more alligators or yeah, um, manatees, a... maybe. I mm. don't know. I wouldn't like to speak for Rockstar on their approach to the manatee uh preservation i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a side mission quest thing where you work for like that um what like pest control company that are dealing with mm. the crocodiles or like i bet the... that'll be a like pizza mission or a like yeah. firefighting one i bet there'll be like or when they stuff. re-released tt5 and added all the peyote stuff in you become animals oh That'd yeah be cool if it could be a <laughs> uh, i want to i want to like almost in gt6 if they return to a bit more of like the businessy stuff they had mm. in like San Andreas or four, like if I think did four have it? Oh, it's been so long since I played. Well, Vice City in Vice City, definitely. Vice City was specifically buying the businesses and then doing parts of that job to improve your business's income. Mm. I know I do like drug smuggling down to Cuba or wherever. You know, I want to do the full Scarface thing. Yeah, Um, I was thinking about how. like Vice City had a bunch of celebrities in it, like in-game celebrities, mm. you know, like Love Fist yeah. and whatnot, that you had to help them out. And I was thinking of like, well, who would be the modern day version of that? Pitfall. And I thought about the the guy Flow Rider. Flow Rider. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Flo but Rider. then I then I realised that it's not called. They'll Florida. have Leo Nida. Yeah, Leo Nida. That would be funny. They'll. That seems like too much of an open goal, right? Do you reckon there's anyone in the world right now that hasn't put it? together like if you put flow rider together it's florida we just broke that <laughs> we, blew <laughs> someone, we just blew someone's mind yeah yeah, uh, yeah God, i we're gonna be talking about gta6 all year probably but 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to second guess it, but um, I will say I feel like anything is possible. I will say it is very much against the GTA spirit to put a giant creature in there and not be able to blow it up. So don't don't try and handcuff <laughs> us, Connor. Come on, let me blow it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I Dad imagine if you do it, and you immediately get a five wanted star. Yeah, that's fine. Do that, and they're like, it's just you know, it's a digital. <laughs> Thing, so it's fine there we uh, go let's put up the manatees what a great that's not respecting the sea at all what a great no. return maybe 2024 is the year we don't respect the sea wow we can't I, do that i imagine emma's probably has a fear of uh, manatees feel like close i don't know are to, they too big i don't know the whole thing about whales without emma is that they're huge that's the size of the manatees are manatees are, are they too i don't know we'd have to ask emma kind of she's on. yeah yeah I realised as well, uh, during our alternative awards, we didn't uh, say anything was the wettest anything of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, we also didn't ne- nominate a blue yeah. character. We didn't do best blue okay. character. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, they I, didn't do I, it. I will admit to my shame, I've not listened to the best game awards one yet. Yeah, so, they uh, didn't do best blue character. Uh, or uh, do we want to crown that now? Is it Avatar? Is no, it Bluey? So, is um, it? We worked out there was Sonic, Bluey, Avatar... Fuck, there's uh, one of, You can get one of the characters from Cobalt Core as blue, so I'll, I'll yeah. add them in. Um, uh, I think Bluey wins it because yeah. it must be. A- I think Bluey can like. I know Bluey's a thing that's been around for a while, but I feel like on this podcast, Bluey has become isn't on the I've radar Bluey- now. It's made a mark. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I'm doing a quick Google. You keep talking about blue characters. <laughs> uh, Avatar, like I don't think anyone can win that because there's no like one character that stands out. They're just all blue cat things. So. Yeah, I think also it's in the name. Like let's not overthink it. Bluey's yeah. blue. Bluey, yeah. Ultimately, Bluey has to, and then like. I mean, the the whole family's great, but, you know, Bingo and uh, Chili, they're not blue. so oh, He's not blue, but he wears a blue spacesuit. I was going to go for Scuva from Jedi Survivor, the fisherman. Oh, guy. he's good. He I loved good. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I think I've, I've been thinking about going back to Jedi Survivor and Platinum because I forgot just how fun I thought that game was. It's good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I think the, the fishing thing, getting the collecting the fishes was quite annoying. Though, so, yeah. uh, but you get to hear him every time you go and do it. He's exactly. funny. He's so. a good, good kind of blue character. Yeah. Anyway, wettest. What was the other award? The wettest. Oh, uh, wettest. I think it was oh, Dave, film. It's got to be Dave the Diver, isn't it? Wettest well, game. I mean, the wettest movie of the year has got to be Saltburn, right? Oh, oh, maybe. Mm. I mean, Godzilla One has a lot. Godzilla has a lot of I feel like the Meg Two is probably wetter. Yeah, but. I feel like there was some really. I feel like there was this. I feel like there was a re, There was one really wet film last year. Yeah, you do <laughs> <a> wet film, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, oh, what is it? Just let me. Um, unless I'm thinking of um, Avatar: Way of Water, because that was definitely twenty twenty two's. Yeah, that was twenty twenty two's wettest film. Um, there must be other films about the sea and water. I'm just, just looking through my. Yeah, I think it. Mm, yeah, maybe Godzilla minus one or Saltburn for wettest film of the year. I think uh, Godzilla's well a good runner-up. Saltburn's yeah. the winner, yeah. Yeah, well done to everyone involved. Um, <laughs> there we go. Like, we, we started, started getting in, um, <laughs> Something I really love about IGN as well is that we started getting acceptance speeches from people, which is really great, mm. like when we give out awards. Mm. I wonder if we did get in touch with Barry Keegan and we said, you've, you've won the wettest <laughs> film. film. <laughs> well done, young man. <laughs> Makes a change from creepiest fucker award that he yeah. wins from every other yeah. outlet. Uh, well, he's kind of brought that up on himself, hasn't he? Yeah. To me. He's got, he can only blame himself. I was that. recommending the film to my friend the other day, and I said it stars, and it, I don't think he would know who he was. So I said Hollywood's latest creepy actor, little <laughs> so, freak. If people haven't seen Killing of a Sacred Deer, where he's an, arguably an even bigger freak, oh, check yeah. that out. It's so good. and in Ban- 
Banshees of Inner yeah. He's like, yeah. he's a creep. He's kind of he's a, a little weirdo. In a, kind of, yeah, yeah. in a wholesome way. But a wholesome freak. In that one. <laughs> and he's the Joker as uh, yeah, well. I don't think yeah. <laughs> and that's like, not, maybe not even in his top five. Remember, he was in Internals. Like, what a waste of talent that is. Well, that film is just a waste of talent, <laughs> yeah. if you ask me. I was very pleased to uh, find out that Stephen Yeun is not going to be in Thunderbolts anymore as well. I was like, oh, thank God. Surely that film is going to get cancelled. Like, how many people have left that project now? I don't know. Um, Barry Keegan is in um, Gladiator 2 coming at the end of this year. He's going to be a little little nasty little emperor boy or something, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, Right. Anyway, well, Barry, if you want to come on and talk about being a freak, (laughs) let us know. Uh, The Green Knight is kind of a little freak as well. What's the Green Knight? He's only in it for like two minutes um, in the middle of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit longer, but uh, again, not particularly nice. Do you know what? Actually, in Dunkirk, he's lovely. Oh, that's And he true. has a horrible time in yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah, that is very true. And he makes me cry in Dunkirk. So, well done, Barry. Um, anyway, what piece of music are we having? I'm not on that uh, one now. Oh, God, I don't know. There's too much competition. Can you flip a coin? <laughs> okay, we'll play one. Anyway. <laughs> Happy New Year again and Oh no, play Flo, uh, Flow Rider. Play Welcome to my okay, house. Play <laughs> Flow Rider. Flow Rider's coming in hot. See you later. Bye bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.